Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips, brought to you by Hunt, Lift, Eat Official. I'm back in the saddle, Carter McKenzie, taking back over. Bobby McCready, I'm sure, did a fantastic job while I was in Hawaii, and uh, I'm back. I'm jet-lagged, but we're back, and uh, we're here with the Tips episode this week, and we're talking fitness, and uh, we're in the midst of hunting season, and so um, I think the goal might be to try and relate it around that as well, but we're talking fitness, and we got a new voice joining us tonight, of course. I got Bobby with me tonight, but we got a new voice joining us. We got Coach Jacob Williams, new HLE team member, joining us this fall. What's going on, Coach? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Nah, everything's good, you know, in the middle of football season and, you know, hunting season at the same time. So it's a lot of stuff going on. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. I'm glad to have you on here, man. And uh, it's funny. It's like in in both of our work professional lives, that's like my that's my first name as well. And I'm sure that's yours, too. And uh, I don't think my students or my athletes have any idea what my first or last name is. It's just... It's just coach, so I love it. Yeah, no. I, I guess I'm the I'm only one without coach here, so we'll just <laughs> fuck me tonight. <laughs> oh, and and another fellow from New Jersey, right? Oh, of yeah. course. Oh yeah, dude. I forgot about that. Balancing out, you know that that fantastic state up there. Good job. <laughs> Hell yeah. the, the the faster you and Derek realize, the more shit you talk about New Jersey, the more we like multiply like fucking gremlins, and we're just gonna take over HLE over here. <laughs> I only say good things about New Jersey now. That's a lie. Now, yeah, now, and it's not even tongue in cheek at all. It's all sincere. It's all sincere. All right, well, let's kick it off here, Coach. Why don't you kick us off with your uh, with your tip this week, man? What are you thinking? Um, my big tip is so like, like you said, like I'm a coach, um, and I do personal training and strength and conditioning. So like my mindset is like trying to, like I said, relate what I know to the hunting world, you know? And I think a big thing and that maybe at least I don't see as much. I know like a lot of with hunting and Western hunting is like getting out there and like preparing your body physically for that type of style of hunting. And I think one thing that we sometimes might get missed is that like doing that when you're in season as well. Right. So like, you know, training while you're in season, making sure that you're lifting, making sure that you're still maintaining your cardio, making sure that you're on top of yourself physically in season. So that way you can kind of, you know, last the whole season. And like a couple of big reasons why you want to do that is obviously just like, just maintain your general health and fitness. And like, especially when it comes to like lifting, like walking on uneven surfaces and stuff like that and hiking through the mountains could really damage your tissues and stuff like that. And lifting will kind of help bolster those tissues. So that way when you're walking throughout and whatever, you're actually, you know, maintaining those qualities that you built in the off season. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. It's almost like you're like trying to bulletproof your body, you know? Yeah, exactly. 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 You know, and kind of, you know, making sure that you're not, just stopping when you get to the season and kind of just maintaining that same kind of mindset, even if it's obviously like a little bit lower intensity, you know, than you were in the preseason or before hunting season, you know, just, you know, whether it's two, three days a week or something like that, just, you know, getting your lifts in and maintaining, you know, those qualities that you work so hard for. That's a really good point. When you coach athletes, and you have, and they get closer to whatever their goal is, whether that's a performance or a game or the season or whatever. 
uh, when they get close to game time, do you have them kind of taper off a little bit like you're talking about? You, you, know, you don't let your foot completely off the gas, right? Because you don't want it's it's everybody's probably experienced this. It's remarkable how fast you can lose all the hard work you've done. Uh, yeah. But do you like taper your athletes a little bit and kind of, you know, back off a little bit, but not completely? The big thing um, in terms of like tapering is like not necessarily pulling back intensity, but pulling back volume. Right. Because like you said, you can quickly lose intensity. So like um, there's a chart somewhere I can't remember off the top of my head, but like you can pretty much lose like speed and like like power in a matter of a couple of days if you don't train it. So whereas like things like aerobic capacity, like your ability to like run or whatever, walk for long distances, those things could last you up to 45 days. So like if you're not training, if you're not training it, you're losing it. And it happens, like you said, very quick. Um, so like, like I said, the big thing that like when it comes to like tapering is not pulling back intensity because if I pull back intensity, that's the first thing that's going to go. So I'm going to pull back volume in terms of like I'm going to do less reps, but I'm still going to stay at that same high intensity in a session. I like that's that. Awesome. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like I experience that every cross country season with my kids, like my strength disappears dude just disappears because yeah. i run with my kids and like it's fucking august in georgia and like <laughs> i'm smoked you know after yeah. going and banging out seven eight nine miles and my strength i, I just uh, don't make the time for it and that disappears so quickly so i dude i'd love to see that chart when you come up, when you come across it again that makes a lot of sense yeah I'll definitely definitely share it with you guys that's cool it makes a lot of sense because, you know, every athlete and everybody always says when you're listening to something is I'm in midseason form now or I'm not in midseason form because they're not working on that at that intensity level. So it makes complete sense to everybody and, you know, even even my dog. So I can even put it to them. I'm like, hey, my dogs aren't in midseason form yet. They're, they haven't been working and rep, doing the repetition of that stuff. It's just it's the nature of all of us, you know, and that's how our bodies are. are. Yeah, no. And like if you think about it, like your favorite athlete, what's the first thing that goes with them is their speed, you know, their, their ability to, to move. And, the, and it seems like the game's just blowing past them. It's just because that's one of the first qualities that's, that you're going to lose. Yeah. 100%, man. That's great. Makes a lot of sense, dude. That's awesome. Well, let me go next, Bobby, and you round us out. Oh, awesome. How's that sound? Well, that I know how I know. I know how I know. All right. Think. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just ran uh, a half marathon uh, not that long ago. And like I just mentioned, I'm in the uh, getting towards the end of cross country season for the high school kids that I coach. And uh, by default, I've become a runner by coaching this sport. And I, I fucking hate it. I just I hate running so much. It's just like the absolute worst. Uh, but I'm too stubborn not to do it with them. So I figured I might as well do it and try and make a go of it. So I try to run a bunch of half marathons. Um, and the biggest tip for me that I learned uh, this year is if you're going to do any type of distance or endurance running whatsoever, um, I ran like a freaking bonehead for like years and years and years where I would go out on my runs and I would try to get, I would try to be faster every single run. Uh, and I have my splits be faster every single time and always try to make my mileage that always make that number drop. Um, and it's like a really inefficient way to train for long distance running. Uh, it's just like a really arrogant and egotistical way to run. 
Um, and so this year, a good friend of mine, uh, Aaron, who's training for the, she's running the Chicago half or the Chicago full, uh, in two weekends. Um, she's a legit runner. Uh, and she taught me about this rule called the 80, 20 rule, uh, which I'm a big fan of now. And so if you're doing any type of long distance running, um, and I don't know if this applies anywhere else, it may, coach, you may know too, but for running, uh, it basically just means 80% of your runs should be done at an easy pace. 80, 80% of your weekly, like whatever your total mileage is for that week. So say your mileage is whatever, 10 miles that week, eight of those miles should be done at an easy pace. And then 20% should be at a difficult or challenging, or like we, we call it like your race pace. Right. Um, so that should be done at that pace. Whereas like prior to this, I was running, I was doing every single run at race pace because I thought like, that's how you get faster. Like, okay, I need to be getting a, whatever an eight fifteen mile split every single time for, for every single mile, whether I'm running four miles or whether I'm running <laughs> nine miles. Jesus man. <laughs> and it just like, it just leads to injuries and it leads to like overuse and like your, your body craps out on you. And it was like a really inefficient way to train. Um, and it was like, it was hard for me at the beginning to like back off, to like force yourself to run slower. It didn't like make sense to me mentally, but when you force yourself to do it, like you reap the benefits, right? So like, I guess a coach, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I, I don't know anything about anything, but like that, if that 80%, like your easy run, like that threshold is like your 75 to 80% like of your max heart rate. So that's like all your aerobic activity, right? When you have enough oxygen, that's how like, like almost conversation pace, like that's yep. where you're at. You got enough air, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. Pretty much right. Cool. And then you're like, you're 20%, like your race pace. That's like your anaerobic. You're like getting after it and your, your body's like hurting for oxygen. And so like finding that balance was crucial to me. Um, and help my training immensely for, for this half marathon. So that's, that's, that's my tip this week. Check out the 80, 20 rule, give it a go. It seems a bit counterintuitive at the beginning, but trust the process. Um, so like exactly to your point there, like, so like if you think about like when you're like, you're organizing a, a training session, you're not like doing, you know, 80% of your workout. Let's say you're doing like a bench session. Like it's not like 80% of it isn't like you're benching the whole time and then you go and do some curls or whatever, right? Like it's like you do 20% of it is like your main stuff. And like you said, like that harder stuff. And then the rest of it is kind of just building that other 20%, you know, so like to your point, you know, like that's, that's how you kind of approach a lot of things in life. You know, like the, the, the bulk of the work is on like the easy, boring, monotonous stuff. And then 20% of the time you go and push it on, on the fun stuff or whatever. Yeah. Carter's just out there burning himself out, just sprinting everywhere. Like Forrest Gump, man, just going full speed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And not like, and not like a pretty sprint either. Just like, you know, a wounded gazelle is what I imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a pretty run. I'm not a runner. None of us are. Yeah. Well, but it made a difference once I started trusting that process. And I guess it kind of makes sense if you take a second to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense, man. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna try that next time. Yeah, no, you should. If you're doing any type of long distance mileage, you, you definitely should. And then, you know, the only a quick other thing is like you gotta you gotta vary up how you're gonna run if you're doing long distance training. You can't just go out and do long runs all the time, which is probably like very self explanatory. 
Uh, but once again, I didn't do that for like the first three years. I was like, oh, I'm going to go bang out eight miles. Oh, I'm going to go bang out 10 miles. Oh, I'm going to get whatever. Go do 12. And that's like stupid. You shouldn't Jeez. do that. One, you should have a plan, right? Talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. But like you got to vary your distances. And something that really helped me a lot, too, was like just working in some interval training, uh, easy recovery runs, uh, do your long runs, right? I, I always do my long runs on Sundays, long run Sundays, and then. You know, you do your race pace runs maybe once or twice a week at that high intensity pace. And then you can get a lot, you can get a lot of work done, like on a track or on a field as well, that it's going to pay dividends uh, with long distance running too. So, all right, that's it. I'm Makes done. Sense. I'm done running my mouth about stupid sport running. Well, I'm going to piggyback mine off of yours anyway. So it's pretty awesome that we we're both going to kind of talk about running. So I, I despise running. I hate running. I hate anything that has to do with cardio itself. And especially being a hockey player, I never wanted to run anywhere. I remember when I was in high school and hockey season was on like the clothes and you're like, all right, now you got to do a different sport. And you're like, all right, let's try lacrosse. I hated lacrosse because he had to fucking run everywhere. And I'm like, this is stupid. Where's my skates? So from a guy that hates running, my tip's going to be about running right now because I started getting more involved with it. I started doing it more. I started liking it a little bit more. Just the fact of I feel like my heart feels better. I feel more energetic and it really gets the blood flowing. And I, I think it's a very enjoyable exercise. Now, with that being said, my tip is I'm going to go with Lieutenant Dan on us here and talk about your feet because your feet are very important when you're running. And I'm the guy that just went to Kohl's and bought a pair of Under Armour shoes and said, these are my running shoes, not knowing anything about it, saying, hey, yeah, I, these are these are good. These are great. I'm just going to wear these. Then one day I started I started running more and I got a really bad foot pain and I couldn't run and I couldn't walk and I was having a lot of issues and I went to my doctor and the doctor looked at me and said, dude, you got to get different shoes. I didn't know that my shoes were so bad they weren't for running. They, weren't, they looked like running shoes. They didn't know there was a huge difference between shoes there. So long story here, I went to a store, which is this is my tip. If you have an area like this near you, they actually put you on a treadmill and they video your feet and the actual, I guess you could say the curvature of your feet and the, um, they measure you all up. They put you on like a scanner and everything and they will size you for your perfect running shoe. And they would just talk about the actual cushions, the neutral balance and the, uh, extra cushions and everything like that, that you could do inside your running shoe. And dumbass me didn't know any of this stuff. So when the guy was, you know, scanning my feet, he, you know, they come up to you and they say, Hey, this is your size. And this is what, you know, this is what we recommend for you. This is when I actually learned that I have an abnormal foot. So I have what we like to call an ogre foot, which is from Shrek. And, uh, it's, you know, you got your normal, your wide and your double wide. Well, if there was something past double wide, that's me. That's where Bobby falls in category. So Somebody that was wearing a skinny ass shoe from Kohl's was supposed to be wearing a triple wide shoe. And that was the reason why my feet were always hurting constantly when I was running. Now that I invested in a good pair of shoes, which really was not expensive, it was just a matter of understanding my foot. I can actually run a lot longer, a lot easier, less pain on my knees. And I, I am amazed at the difference. So if you're new to running, see if you can find a place where you can get your foot scanned and they will tell you everything about it your foot itself and understand that if you're having ankle pain or heel pain or anything like that, it could be you got an ogre foot like me. It's very possible. So, and I think that should be the topic tonight. It's going to be ogre feet. It's going to be the headline of this episode. I'm done ranting. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's a good one. I tell all my all my athletes that it's worth every dollar to prevent injuries when you're running any type of distance to go get good running shoes that are actually made for running shoes or made for running, not just like tennis shoes or anything like that. But it makes yeah. a huge I'm difference. 35 and I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't even know this existed. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like there's there's specific things for that. Like I understood there's basketball, running shoes and things like that. I thought my new balances were running shoes. Little did I know these things were just grass cut and dad shoes. I didn't know. Like that was the thing. So live and you learn, I guess. Get some good damn running shoes. Take care of your feet. Grass cutting dad shoes, dude. I love that. That's hilarious. That's what they are. That's what <laughs> they were. Like they, you, they should only sell them at Home Depot, basically. There you go. Well, nice, man. That rounds us out this week. Uh, a couple solid tips there. Coach, we'll have to get you back on ASAP. Uh, where can uh, where can folks find you on uh, Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is underscore Jacob, J-A-C-O-B-W-D-U-B-U. And that's my Instagram and um, Twitter. If you're on Twitter, is Coach Jacob W. Same, spelled the same way. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody go follow Coach. Uh, listeners, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Definitely go follow the Hunt Lift Eat podcast on Instagram. Go follow Hunt Lift Eat official. We'll talk to you guys next week.